All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we're diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I'm your host, Olivia Radcliffe, and I am here with the amazing Donna Dubay. So Donna is a homeschooling mother of two teenagers and the founder of Productivity Plus and provides operational excellence to six-figure entrepreneurs through an ongoing strategic partnership. Donna helps the CEO reach their full potential without the burnout and stress that comes with managing a growing and scaling business. She believes that ease and efficiency in small business comes directly from making data-driven business decisions. Now, as Donna likes to say, data helps you stop leaks, find opportunities, and boost your revenue. Know your numbers, grow your business. So Donna, I am so excited for our conversation today. Thank you so much for jumping on here. Thank you. Happy to be here and share. Yeah. So I'm going to jump right in. I want to know a little bit more about what you do in your business and how you help your clients. Yeah, for sure. So as you gave that nice introduction, I help entrepreneurs make smart data based decisions. And so by leveraging the power of their data, they can really see what's working, what isn't working, and find opportunities for growth, therefore maximizing their revenue and the profit. So what kind of data are we talking about? Is this just related to, uh, well, is it any numbers? Is it marketing specific, client specific, or do you break it up into different data sets that you look at? Yeah, good question. So it really depends on three core pillars, as I like to call them. So to get a holistic view of the data, you should be looking at metrics within your marketing. So things like website, how many people are coming to your website? What are they doing when they get there? How long are they staying on your website? Uh Those types of things. Also financials, obviously, because you're in business, not in a hobby. And so making revenue is part of what you're trying to do. And so looking at your revenue, looking at your expenses and monitoring that trend over time becomes really important. And then the third pillar is what I call operations. Um, And so there we're looking at your team. If you have a team, how your team is spending their time. If you don't have a team, you can break it out based on your clients and how much time are you spending on different clients to ensure you're getting that return on investment for each of those clients. If you have a membership, we can look at things like churn rate. How long are people staying in your membership? Is there a certain point when they're dropping off? That kind of thing. And so those three pillars, marketing, financial, and operations are um, where people should start for having a holistic view. Now, when you look at data, there is a ton out there. And that's what gets most people nervous and scared to even start to look at it because they don't know where to start. Um, But the truth is, you don't need to measure everything. And so it's really important to look at what your business goals are, and measure metrics that are going to help you reach those business goals. And so the metrics will be a little bit different for each company based on what your goals are. So let's say, for example, we have a business owner who wants to increase their profit by 20%. So they're going to be looking at their revenue versus expenses on a month-to-month basis Mm -hmm. to see if they're going to reach that goal in six or 12 months. But obviously, just dreaming about increasing your profit on its own won't make it happen. We know that uh, we have to have something to sell, either a product or a service. And so looking again at what are my current offerings? 
which ones are giving me the best return on investment. And maybe I should be putting more time and energy into certain offers versus other ones if I'm not seeing that return. That's great. Thank you for the clarification. And I like what you said about looking at the data that relates directly to your goals, using your goals as that driving factor as to what data you're looking at, because there is, if you wanted to poke at numbers, there's so much you could start to track. And it does, it gets really overwhelming, especially when there are CRMs and other tracking software out there that can easily provide you all that data, it can be really easy to just kind of get bogged down and everything and get a little overwhelmed. Um, So what have you seen specifically? How do you, how does knowing what this data is help someone move forward in their business? Right. Yeah. So knowing the data, the data is really just the facts. Um, but putting that data together over time is really telling a story and is telling the story about the health and wealth of your business. And so by looking at that story and looking at the trends and the patterns, you can really see areas where one, you may have a leak or a hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. So you may be spending money on something that you're not currently using. And so right there, you could be having a subscription to something that you're not even using anymore in your business, but you're paying monthly and forgot about it. Right, right. Things like that. Also, you may have team members on your team, or you may have um, offers on that you have, which aren't really producing that return on investment. So looking at that over time really helps you gain the insights. And then from those insights, you take action. Hmm. So I like to say that clarity brings action because it's hard to take action when you don't know where to start. But looking at that data and the insights you get from that data will help bring clarity. And from there, you can take action. I like it. So you have to have some sort of clarity around your goal, what you want to start off with. You have to have that clarity then about where you are right now. So you need to know where you need to be where you are right now. And then once you have those two points, you can figure out, okay, what do I need to do to get from point A to point B? Yes, exactly. And so just to give an example, I was working with a client recently and she was feeling a lot of pressure and a lot of overwhelm that she needed to be on all of the social media Uh channels. And so when I asked some deeper questions about it, why do you need to be on all of them? Where are your people? Well, I don't know. So that's why I need to be on all of them because they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I challenged her a little bit and said, let's take a step back. Let's look at the data and let's see where your people are actually coming from. And so at that time, she was just doing organic social media. She didn't have any paid ads. And so when we dove into her data, we saw that most people were coming to her website from Facebook. Mm. But when we take it a step further and see how many people are converting, the ones who are either, you know, signing up for a lead magnet or buying a course, were actually coming from Instagram. Wow. TikTok, you know, this, that, YouTube, they weren't getting a lot of um, hits. And so it's not that she can't be there, but she felt so much relief because she was like, okay, now I can really focus on Instagram because that's where I'm actually getting my revenue from and Facebook, because that's helping my brand awareness. Yeah. And the other ones, you know, I can put on the back burner for now because my people aren't there. And that's some, it's a really good practical use of that because I work with so many people who are overwhelmed by all of the different marketing options specifically at the moment. You know, they have to be on all the platforms all the time and there's new platforms coming out and 
this one's phasing out. So you need to change up what you're doing. I mean, there's so much to do. And that's a really, really great point you, you mentioned there of where's the traffic coming from? Not only that, but where are the conversions coming from? Because exactly. to your previous point, you know, yeah. we're in this to make money. Ultimately, you know, we want to do good with our money, but we need to make money to be able to do that good. So um, that's really, really good. Yeah. And I think a lot of times as business owners, like you say, we get so overwhelmed. We just start looking at what I call the vanity metrics. So, oh, 25 people saw my post. Oh, 55 people commented. Well, seeing and commented are good things. Don't get me wrong, but they don't directly put money in your pocket. Right. So by taking a step further and really looking at those conversions, that's where the real, the, the real insights come. So how do you help people pinpoint which metrics they should be tracking on a month to month or quarterly, weekly basis? What, whatever, what does that look like? Yes. So what I like to do is start with strategic business planning upfront. And so when I first work with a client, I'm going to start way back at their mission, vision and values, because that vision statement is really where they want their business to go in six months, 12 months, three years, whatever they can can envision. And so we use that vision statement as the guiding force. And then from there, we go through their seven strategic objectives that every business will have. And so we'll go through each of those and prioritize the top three or four. Mm -hmm. So financial steadiness is usually one most people have in the top three or four. Visibility is usually another one or marketing. And then it depends if they're creating a new product or a new podcast or something like that, they may have product development as another top priority. And so once we've prioritized those three or four objectives, now we can set measurable goals based on those objectives. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you want to increase your listening um, views to a podcast you already have, or you want to start a new one, we can actually set measurable goals based on where you want to go with that. And so then we'll work to find the metrics that support that goal. And from there, we find where that data is so that we can track it. So coming back to the clarity around point A and point B, and then breaking up those goals in between the two actual actual action item steps that you can take one at a time. Yes. I like that. My, my, uh, type A brain really (laughs) likes that step by step (laughs) approach. So. Analytical, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I saw something on your website that I really liked. You had a quote that said, scaling your business doesn't mean doing more work. It means doing the right work. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that every entrepreneur at one point or another can find themselves struggling with. I, I know I do. I guess I'll just speak for myself. Um, I can find myself um, getting bogged down in stuff that's really just busy work. It's not adding to the bottom line. It's not a measurable outcome I can track. It's not anything but me ultimately procrastinating and stopping myself from doing something I really should be doing. Um, how do you how do you handle that? How do you um, pinpoint what exactly is the right work based yes. on those goals? How do you breakthrough people like me who are like, well, of course I need to be, you know, filling my planner five weeks in advance and, you know, 
Yes, yes. So there's a couple things that you can do. One is once you have that clear vision statement, stick it somewhere where you can see it. So in your office, whether it's, you know, on a wall or in a, put in a picture frame, whatever works for you, but have it in a place that you can clearly see it when you're working. Because then when you do go down one of those rabbit trails and it's mm-hmm. sitting there and it's showing you what your vision actually is, you can ask yourself, wait a second, is this fitting my vision? No, it isn't. And then the second step is, but it still needs to be done. Right. So if you, if it still needs to be done, do you have someone you can delegate it to? So that you can stay in that CEO role, focusing on that vision and have someone else do, you know, if it's an admin task or something that needs to be done, but doesn't have to be done by you. Yes. So that's number one tip. Number two tip is I like to say, eat the frog first. Yes. So (laughs) I try to stack my weeks when I'm planning the tasks for my own business. I try to stack my weeks so that something really important, something that matters to my bottom line gets hit on Monday morning. So I try not to plan meetings first thing Monday morning. So I have an hour or two just to focus and concentrate on something that's very important for my business to move my needle forward. And so that helps because then you're like, okay, good. I have two hours to concentrate on X, whatever it is. And no matter what happens for the rest of the week, I got something productive done for my business this week um, because you did it up front. And so that has been helpful for me to um, just stay focused on on that vision and making sure that I have something done every week. Plus boosting your confidence right off the bat of like, you got this amazing thing done. It seems like the rest of your to-do list then kind of falls into place after that because you've already eaten that frog. You've already tackled that big giant project. Uh, Yeah, love it. Right, so those are two tips I've found that are helpful. That's, was it, I think it was Mark Twain who originally yes, said that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, no, that's perfect. Do you have any recommendations for, there's a ton of different tools out there nowadays to, to track the data, to keep yourself on task. Um, do you have any favorites that you could recommend? Because yes, I do. get overwhelming. Yes, for sure. So I find that you're right. There are tons of um, systems out there, and it's almost every system we use to do something in our business provides some sort of analytics for us, mm-hmm. right? The problem with that, Olivia, is that then we have to go into our CRM and see what it's saying, into our Facebook and see what it's saying, into here, into there. It's not practical to go to 10 spots to see what the overall picture of our business is. And so I suggest having a custom dashboard. So a dashboard much like you would use in your car Mm -hmm. to quickly see that health and wealth of your business. So you just log in and in one spot, you have a visual representation of what's happening in your business, just like you have in your car where you can see, you know, your gas level, when you need to change your oil, if your engine light is on. Um, And so this dashboard gives you a visual representation. So it has um, pie charts, it can have graphs, you know, however way you like to see it, but it usually is easier for people to read than a spreadsheet with a bunch of numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you can quickly see trends and patterns by having things um, on a dashboard. 
So in terms of dashboard tools, there are a lot, of course, out there as well. But um, most of us are using Google one way or another in our business. And so Google Data Studio is a free product that integrates well with Google Analytics and other Google um, tools for you to be able to have that custom view of your business. And so that's the one I suggest most people start with because it's easy to get access to and easy to see. Mm -hmm. Plus, yeah, most of us are having, we do have at least one Google product going. Yes. Um, They're such a giant. It's hard to uh, run a business without them now. (laughs) Which is a whole other topic for another podcast to get into. But yes, definitely. Um, And so, okay, so I'm, I'm type A. I do have OCD, which is, you know, kind of a different thing, but it plays into my type A personality a bit. Um, And I do like numbers and data and details and things like that. So this stuff makes perfect sense to me. But I work with a lot of people who don't want to know the numbers. They don't care about the numbers. They don't see the importance. Like, you know, I don't want to know the data. I just want to see the results. Yeah. How do you talk to people in that mindset? Yes, definitely. So I think a lot of that mindset comes from them thinking that it's going to be scary, mm-hmm. and that they're going to have to do math and look at complicated spreadsheets. And so if we're able to show them what a dashboard looks like, a behind the scenes look at it, it really opens their eyes to what they can see without having to worry about the math and the spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. The other side of it is bringing those monthly insights. And so when you work with me, for example, I do a monthly walkthrough video. And so I'll bring up your dashboard and walk through different things that I'm seeing and send it to you in a video. And so that way, I'm just pointing out things. It's up to you whether you want to take action on those things or not. Mm -hmm. But it's a quick way for you to say, oh, yeah, look at that. Something was happening on mobile this month. Not very many people were buying. Maybe I should take a look at my sales page design and see what it looks like. Simple things like that. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. But just to get that monthly overview really helps um, the clients that I work with. So Mm -hmm. it's like they don't have to think about it until my video comes. And then they listen to what I say. And it's, you know, up to them from there whether they want to take Um, any of the actions or not, but it's helpful to just point out those things without them stressing and being overwhelmed. Yeah. So ultimately, if they don't want to do it, they should just hire you, right? (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) Um, So, oh, I had a question. I just lost it. Um, Hold on. Give it a second. Maybe not. Okay. Well, if it comes back to me, um, do you have at this point, uh, oh, no, I remembered my question. Okay. So most of the, I work specifically with mompreneurs mainly, and everyone is so strapped for time already as it is. Um, and I find myself also like, sometimes I get so caught up in working in my business, like talking with clients, you know, working my programs, things like that, that sometimes working on my business, tracking the numbers, getting this data in place can kind of get put on the back burner and it might be a month and I'll go back. I mean, I have, I have a virtual assistant to help with this stuff now, but it would be like a month or so later. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I have no idea what the, what my numbers were doing the past couple months. Um, 
how much time do you think people should be spending tracking this data? And, and is it feasible to work in on a, you know, is this something you should be looking at numbers on a weekly, quarterly, monthly basis, things like that? Yeah, good question. So I'll be honest, it is going to take a little bit of work at the beginning to set it up. But once it's set up, you're free sailing in the sense that that the um, dashboard is there. The data will f- will come in automatically from the data sources that it's been set up with, and so you can go in and look at it at any time and get a snapshot of every day if you wish. I don't suggest you do it that often, yeah, yeah. but um, and then from there, really just having a you know put something in your calendar that recurs at the end of every month or at the beginning of every month for you to take ten minutes and review the dashboard, look at the patterns and the trends and make some decisions based on what it's showing you. So it's not a lot once it's set up. Um, It just takes a little bit of upfront to decide, okay, what are my goals and what things should I be tracking? And how often do you think people should be reviewing those goals and making sure they're still tracking the right data, not just tracking for the sake of tracking? Yes, for sure. So I would say on a monthly basis, in general, you should be tracking those goals. Then from there, if your business pivots, obviously, you're going to want to adjust those. Um, your goals are going to adjust and therefore your metrics may adjust. And so if you have a big pivot or a big change in your business, you need to reevaluate those. Other than that, monthly is, is fine. If you are doing a launch, certainly you may want to be tracking a little more frequently. Um, and so, you know, you may want to track every couple of days if you're having a live launch and you want to see how those numbers are are coming out. Um, I can build a, uh, a page in the custom dashboard that's showing you live launch numbers as they're coming in. So every time you have a sale, it'll be showing there if they bought, you know, a VIP or they got an upsell or those kinds of things, all of that will be there. So I do have business owners who like to follow that a little more closely during a launch. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, once a month is fine. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, before we wrap up, do you have any, you know, last minute, hard hitting, quick, actionable advice for the listeners? Yes. I think what I would say is don't be scared of the data. It's there to help you and it's there to tell the story Mm -hmm. of what's happening in your business. So it really does bring clarity instead of throwing spaghetti at the wall, you can actually know what works and what doesn't work. And so um, from a getting started point point of view, I would say find your top three goals and which uh, metrics would support you in reaching those goals. And that's where you should start. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining, Donna. Um, If people want to continue the conversation with you, where can they find you? Yeah, thank you. So my website is productivityplusva.ca. And so there they can find um, a little bit more about me, some of my services. I do have a sample dashboard video that they can look at there if they want to get an idea of really what this dashboard looks like. And um, there's also a free resource there, which is 10 KPIs or key performance indicators um, that you can start measuring today. And so that may be helpful, too, to get people started. Yeah, absolutely. I know I'm definitely going to go check that out. Make sure I'm tracking the right KPIs to start off with here. Um, All right. Well, thank you so much. And 
Thank you to everyone for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we will be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. Until then, take care.